Welcome, welcome again to another rendition of WTF Interviews. I am Sir Royce Brialis with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. How's it going, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing today? Ah, man, fantastic, man. Fantastic. And also, I'm pleased to be uh, announcing this special guest. I've known this guy for a long time, going back to our U.S. Cellular days. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Push to be great himself, Swin Appleton. How's it going, man? Yes, sir. Tell, yes, tell sir. What's about, good? Uh, What's good? Tell us Appreciate about what gentlemen. you do, man, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Your, your children, how many ch kids you got, your background, all that good stuff. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I've been waiting to get on the show. I'm like, what's it so long, <laughs> man? You know? Uh, so, um, how many children? Two. I got a 15-year-old daughter and a 11 year old, he'll be 11 in a couple of more months in June, June 6th, he'll be 11. Okay. So the thing about that is, man, I, they grow so fast. And I think, you know, as, as, as part of the journey, that's my appreciation, you know, mm -hmm. just watching them grow over the years. Because at one point, they're two years old, and then you look up and they're in high school. You know, yeah. my daughter, she's on her own right now. Like, she she don't even want to talk to me. So <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm just out here, daddy. I'm, you know, I'm doing what I do. But uh, I still have to provide that father figure. And for me, I'm an alpha male, right? So I heard somebody say that, you know, when your children are growing up, and and it's it's true that they are fragile, they're sensitive, but for me, I have to be there every step of the way in terms of minimizing mistakes that I made, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so if you guys can just, you know, I, I look at a whole haystack of you know of generational curses that we're fighting, right? And my old man, like. He wasn't there at all. Like he was in and out of jail, out of prison. He was a street guy. And so when you talk about fatherhood, where do you get those lessons from? Even as, you know, being a husband, where, where do you get those teachings from, right? Because we're, de we're dealing with intangible, intangible elements that are out here in the universe. Yeah. So... When you talk about breaking generational curses, I want to ensure that my kids do not follow and make the same mistakes that my father, maybe his father made, you know, stuff that I made because I just didn't know and it was trial and error. Mm -hmm. uh, and so my brand is pushed to be great. So I am trying to minimize mistakes at all costs because I want them to be, when they get older, I want them to be able to face the world. Like we is real out here. Yeah. Like this ain't, oh, I'm just gonna put a, you know, put them in athletics and 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 teach them up and you know and make them play basketball and, and football and soccer or you know and all that. No, we're dealing with some real life situations out here. You know, we're talking about finances, right? Uh what are you gonna do when you get older? Right? Let's start thinking about that. You may not have a, a general idea of what that looks like. But at least have some sort of, oh, I think I might want to do this, Dad, right? 
Because I'll be honest, when I grew up, man, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to play basketball, but I stopped growing at 5, 11, and 6 foot. And I'm like, damn, you know, okay, what's next? So that's, to me, that's fatherhood, man. Like, being there and trying to be there every step of the way, minimize mistakes, I can't let go because it's like I don't want them, you know, they have to grow, but at the same time, don't make these mistakes. Right, because they're dealing with the society that's not very, you know, nice. And so when you get out into the real world, you got to be prepared to face it. And that's a big shout out to my mama. My mama was like, she was tough. Yeah. So even though my old man wasn't around, my mom was like, yeah, you know, this this that business right here. Y'all gonna get <laughs> when y'all get in the real world, you got to be stern, and you got to be able to face your competition. I'm competitive. I'm competitive. I'm fierce. I'm demanding. I'm all that. So. That's when you see my brand, that's that's all that bundled up into that whole push to be great thing. Like you gotta you can't stay average. And I'm sorry if wow. if I'm if I'm demanding that sometimes, but I need you to elevate. Right. And and that's just me. You know, I, I approach things a lot different in life. And that's because I want the best out of the people that are around me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's that's a hard thing, right? Because if I'm trying to succeed, I'm trying to get out here and push myself, I need you to do the same thing. And sometimes they say excuses, you know, <laughs> I don't like excuses. I hate them. That, that's, that's probably one of my, my pet peeves. I do not like excuses. Yeah, because when I... <laughs> excuses are tools of incompetence, uh, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> you know, when I... When I when, when I hear excuses, man, it burns me up because of where I came from. I came from the mud, man. I came from nothing. I came from, you know, seeing people get killed. I came from a drug environment that I saw people using drugs and all that, man. I, and to see where I'm at now, to be able to position, to be a, an IT professional, to have my master's degree, to run my own business, my own brand, to be able to navigate through the society you know, I'm proud. And so I expect that from the people that's around me. Let, let me ask you this, man. I know you yeah. talked about like the generational curses. What were some of the, I guess, what were some of the curses that you felt like you inherited? Mm. And how, what tools did you use to overcome those things? Man, that's a great question, man. You know, like, I felt this was probably when I left high school and started to go into college, where I felt like even my family, in terms of the education, I never saw anyone take that so serious. Yeah. I never saw anyone get to the, the, to the, the level of, of, of where I saw someone, and this is my immediate family, like my mom, my dad, you know, my brother, all of them was just, it was like they were stuck. Mm-hmm. And so when I was moving through high school and, and, and going to college, I'm like, man, I'm the first person to do this. And so I never had the education of understanding economics. Yeah. I never had the education of understanding how to navigate through college because no one ever did it in my family. I was the first person to do that. Mm. And so that was hard in terms of breaking that, that generation because it was like, okay, I see I see Schwinn kind of doing something different than the family is doing, right? 
So it was just, man, it was, it was going through education, living the right way, eating, right? The food that you put in your body, working out, staying consistent. Um, those are the things that was kind of like instilled in me from a family perspective. Like, okay, we're just going to go to work and come home and take care of the kids. And I'm like, no, it's got to be more to this, man. It's got to be. And so it, when you see people uh, doing different things, and, and, and I was blessed because I had friends around me that were doing different things. These guys were going to college. They were going to the NFL. They were owning their own businesses. And so that enabled me to kind of like start to break out of that traditional family type of element. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Um, you mentioned about your father being in the streets like when you were young. Uh, could you elaborate more about <laughs> that experience? Like, uh, you know, what did you take from that? Or uh, how did that shape you into the father that you are today? Like going back and telling how your dad was. Yeah, I'm going to be perfectly transparent and honest. I, I'm doing shit different than what he did. Right? Yeah, and I, my old man died. Right? He, the, the streets caught up to him. You know, he was he actually, I was his only kid, to be honest with you. And he uh, he died at 53. I can remember. I got the call, and it was like 4 or 5 in the morning from the hospital. And at that point, him and I were just starting to uh, fix our relationship because I had resentment, man. I was angry because I was like, had I had my old man in my life to try to guide me through some of the shit that's out here, I probably would have been a little bit, you know, prepared to understand how society yeah. is. How old were but you? When he died? Yeah. I was 33. So my old man, I know that not that number because he was always 20 years older. He died young. So I was 33 uh, when he died. But him going to you know, doing drugs and going in and out of prison and, and just, I knew that was some shit that I didn't even want to touch. Yeah. Man, I don't know, like, I used to, I remember I used to go and visit him in prison and I'm like, man, like, we only had like an hour and a half to see him. And I'm like, no, nah, this ain't it. You know, I don't want to be locked up and then have my son have to come for an hour, an hour and a half to see me. And then I can't really see what he's doing. I can't grow him. I can't tell him what's going on in the society. I can't try to help him through mistakes and different things. So that that's something that I knew I did not want to do. I wanted to be the complete opposite. So I know when I when I knew when I had my daughter and then my son, I, I knew that I had to be there. Yeah. Right? In some way, shape, or form, I had to be there. And I had to instill in them to let them know that no matter what go down, like you can always call me. Mm-hmm. Don't know, no matter what go down, like you can always call me, you can always reach out to dad. You can ask me questions because I've been in the experience. I've, now it's trial and error, right? I've, been, I've made mistakes. So if you go that route, I can tell you what's right. I can tell you, no, don't do that, son. Oh, don't do that, you know, daughter, don't do that. Yeah. So that's, that's, I knew I didn't want to be like him. You know, shout out to my old man, rest in peace. And, and you know, he was he was that that dude that was in the street. But I knew I didn't want to be like like that. 
when you all were reconnecting, did he ever express like any regrets to you about the way that he lived his life or not being in your life? Man, he did. Um, because I'm I'm kind of stubborn and mm -hmm. I realized that like if you cross me, man, like I don't want nothing to do with you. Because I feel like people know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I they know exactly what they're doing when they make a mistake. It's like, oh, okay, I can forgive them and all that. Oh, you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? We even all your parents? Know. Even your parents. Man. They know what they're doing, man. <laughs> Especially your parents. Like if I, look, look, check this out. I know that if, if I say, like, okay, son, I'm going to take you shopping or if I take you over your friend's house and I don't show up, that's on me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know exactly it. I just, I didn't make it, you know, and there may be some exceptions in that, but I know exactly what the hell I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So when we reconnected, he did apologize. He wrote an email, actually. I still got it. It was like two paragraphs, like it was a long ass email. And because uh, I wasn't talking to him. Mm -hmm. He was trying to reach through me through my mama and, and, and trying to get to me. And I was like, shit, at this point, I'm, I'm a grown ass man now. Right, I'm I'm out here and I made it. Right, I'm going in corporate America, Royce. You know, I'm in corporate yeah. America. I'm trying to do this thing. So what the fuck did he got to say to me now that I'm a grown ass man? You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, stay where you at. I'm good over here. Like, I, I'm you know what I'm saying I, I identify you as my dad, but at the same time, bro, like I'm you know all the negativity and all that. I'm good with it. I don't need you in my life now. It's too late. So it took my brother to really reach out to me like, bro, come on, man. Like, yo, man, like you need to just talk to him, bro. I know how you are. And it took my brother to, I finally was like, all right, let me, but he, he, he apologized, man. He apologized for everything. And now that I look back, I'm, I'm glad that he, I'm glad we did connect because like probably two years after we connected, he died. Mm. So it was probably that time where, you know, some spiritual was saying, hey, you need to reconnect with your dad because I'm about to take him. Yeah. So, like, what, um, I guess <laughs> your, your comment just a few minutes ago made me want to ask you this question. <laughs> so what, like, mistakes have you made as a, as a dad? Uh, that's a good question. I think for me, specifically with my daughter, like mm. I don't feel like I I have always guided her directly the way I you know because I think you have to parent boys and girls a different way, and so the way I approach my daughter, I can't approach my son the same way. Or the way I approach my son, I can't approach my daughter the same way because she's a little bit more emotional and sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so she's exactly like me in terms of, hey, if you don't, you know what I'm saying, I don't really want to deal with you. <laughs> and I, I, I found that out like, oh, she's just like me then. So I think expecting more, you know, out of, her right and not being as patient with her as I could be mm. and that's hard for me man like I 
you know, a lot of us as parents, we don't tend to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I could have did that a little bit better. Yeah. But for me, it was, it was the patience. And even with my son, man, just, just like, damn, why do you do that, man? You know what I'm saying? Like you, they're kids and they're growing, but sometimes they, they do bullshit and you're like, man, why do you do that? You know, like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm human, man. But, but I have to understand that there, there, there's a growth period and they're going through a new society where there's a huge amount of technology that we didn't have, Royce, right? Yeah, and, for sure. You know, and so it's, I think it's just the level of patience that I, I figured out how to be patient with my daughter and then ultimately with my son as well. So that's that's probably the mistake I made, Raheem, like kind of not being patient with her, mm-hmm. not understanding that she is the same type. She has the same type of attitude that I am. So I had to figure out how to manage that. Do you remember like the specific incident that happened where you was like, damn, uh, maybe I'm in uh, emergency moment? Yeah. What happened? WTF moment. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it had to be. I don't know. There's so many moments, man. With her, one specific, one specific moment was, I think she. Oh, she wanted me. She wanted me to do something. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this was probably about two or three years ago, when she really started kind of like being a like a little young lady yeah. so you know I ain't really feeling you know you have no boyfriends and all this stuff. like <laughs> not right now and so you know I started questioning like you know a mama kind of like oh okay well she you know kind of starting like a boy and I'm like no nah, that shit ain't flying with me right now so I had to tell her like no we ain't doing the boy thing it's too early right now yeah. so by her not really understanding while I was saying that, it kind of made me mad. And I probably said some shit that I wasn't supposed to say, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm the man. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm the father. And I'm not going to let you run into no shit that you ain't supposed to. And the way I approach things, the way your mama approached things, are totally different, yeah. right? I look at the details and I'm out here. I know I'm street smart and I'm book smart. So I know both of the, both of the, both sides of the game. So she probably didn't accept that well what I told her at that time. Like, no, nah, we ain't doing that. I don't give a fuck what your mama said. <laughs> and so that probably that's where I had to kind of, you know, <laughs> scale back a little bit. Man. You know. Cause I man, listen, man, listen. I I'm just like that. Like I expect the best. Like if you especially if you're talking to me about boy, it's not even time yet, right? You're only like 13. At this time, man, we got a whole lot, man. You got a whole lot of other things to do than worry about some boys, man. You know, Does so. she talk to boys now? Yeah, yeah, she talked to boys. Yeah, she so. she kind of careful though. Now she ain't okay. You know, when I when I when I gave it to her that one time, she like okay, let me kind of be cool with old man. I, I'm gonna tell him about some things, but I ain't gonna tell Barry. <laughs> <laughs> what advice do you give her as far as like on dating uh, on, on guys? That's a that's a really good question. You know, I try to tell her to, you know, just if you like a boy, just make sure he ain't 
McShane, he he's not something that you know go have you at risk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we got a lot of little guys out here, man. They out in the streets and shit. And they real, especially in Chicago. You know, these guys, shorties out there, wild. So, you know, I, I try to tell her, don't date that type of motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna introduce me to somebody, man, make sure he on the path, and I can see success. And I can see because when I meet somebody, man, they already be scared. Like, oh, okay, I'm gonna meet your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I met one of them. <laughs> And he was shook, you know. I'm like, this don't, this don't, this don't, need, this don't introduce me to somebody. That's if you introduce me to him, and he out of pocket, I might smack the fuck out of him. You know what I'm saying? Like I just don't, I don't play no game. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old, I'm an old school cat. And when I was growing up, and I would meet a, a young lady that I was interested, her father, I am respectful. You know, mm-hmm. and I expect the same thing. So that's 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 probably what I tell her. Don't bring nobody mm-hmm. that we're gonna have some issues with because it ain't gonna go well. Mm-hmm. How about your son? What's the uh, flip side of that? And y'all gonna laugh at this man, but this is probably because <laughs> he here with me now. He is starting to reach that age where, like one time, I about. I, 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 Ran a bus in the room, and he like Beyonce. So he he, started, <laughs> he was watching YouTube. He was watching uh Beyonce on the on the YouTube, and so I bust in the room. He under the covers and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what you doing, bro? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's sneaking, and, you know, he's sneaking and everything. And, and so I ripped the covers off of him. My man, my man, my man, my man, my man, he got excited, you know what I'm saying? My boy. Oh, my boy. Oh, like, you, you, you have that to me. You know, with him, man, it's, it's, you know, he's reaching that age where he's starting to look at, you know, girls and he's, I give him another year or two, man, he's he going to have a little girlfriend, I'm, I'm assuming. But I'm trying to, you know, in terms of me being a father, and I'm not sure what y'all experienced, but there was so much trial and error in terms of women, right? And, and how to understand them. I don't think even to this day I really understand, but I, I kind of know them a little bit more than I did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But try not to make some of the mistakes, man. Make sure that when you're growing and you're, you know, starting to like girls or whatever. Again, the same thing. Make sure she's a nice young lady. You know, you don't, I don't you know, one thing that I, I'm, I'm dreading is to see my son hurt. My son or daughter hurt, mm. right? You know, because it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's part of life. But at least I can kind of coach them and manage expectations as to what's going to happen when you do get hurt, right? You know, what to look for and and how to, to handle it. Because some people can't handle it when you get hurt, man. People, y'all know, fly off the roof. And it ain't good when you, you know, those relationships, you really like somebody and they hurt you. Yeah. So, you, Do you remember the first time you got hurt in a relationship? Hell yeah, I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 I'm like, ah! through the heart. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was uh see it wasn't the first time. I think it was uh 
man, I was in love. This is probably when I was early twenties, you know, mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And uh man, I was in love, bro. Man, I thought that was it. You know, I'm like, man, shorty bad. She was from out west too. And uh um uh, come to find out, like I had been messing with her for about almost a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So she ended up getting pregnant. And I had took it to the doctor and everything. Like, oh man, I'm finna and me, you know what I'm saying? I'm in love and everything. So and we had broke up for like a week or so. So then uh I <laughs> we got into it. You know, once we got back, we got into it. Cause I'm like, man, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. So this this is the teachers that I'm, you know, I'm gonna steal in my 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 son and my daughter when they start to really get involved. I'm like something ain't right, man. So go with your gut. I already kind of knew someone right anyway, but I was in love. So uh, we had gotten to it, sorry, again. I ended up taking her phone and telling her, man, get your ass out of my house. So she's like, get my phone. I'm like, nope. So she ended up leaving. So me being the techie that I am, I I, I decoded the phone. And man, you know what the hell I seen in that phone, bro. U.S. Cellular like, work. Man, if US, I saw that U.S. Cellular work, bro. Hey. So not only, I mean, she was pregnant, obviously, but she was pregnant, found out she was pregnant by somebody somebody else. Mm. So wow. I was like, ah. But it's crazy because me now, you know, we st- we still friends. I mean, I, <laughs> you know oh, you like, and the girl? Yeah, we we cool. You know, I, she she a friend of the Push to Be Great brand, and yeah, she she cool. I, as you get older, man, you kind of you, you look back and you laugh like, oh hell, <laughs> you pulled that one. Yeah, she, yeah, that's that's part of that journey. You know, that's part of that growing up, and and that's part of parenthood. That's part of fatherhood. Yeah. Understanding, like I said, is is intangibles and is tangible elements that affect that. You know, a lot of people get on here, they start talking about athletics or they talk about, you know, maybe their wife or whatever the case may be. No, man, this is real, man, real life that we have not been taught. And no knock to people that have both parents in the household, but when you talk about somebody that had parents that's in the hood and was struggling to make it out and and could not provide, and it, it, it raises you different. You have a different, like me, I'm more confident because I appreciate, you know, what that was back then. And, and I appreciate my journey and how I grew up out of it. Because a lot of people we talked about on the call can't make it out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they become a representation of their upbringing and their environment. So I'm proud, man. Like when I, when I look at my, my upbringing, I'm like, damn, you know, somebody had their hands on me. Yeah. So. So with your um going back to your um your dad and you mentioned him not being around in and out of jail. Um who who was the mentor for you, uh or the male figure in your life that, that helped shape you, shape you into who you are today? Who's the male figure in my life? That's a, I should be able to answer that right on the so it it was it was it was my grandfather on my mama's side that was I was watching him. He didn't know it, but I was watching him. I was watching how hard he worked. I was watching how he really moved 
through different life experiences. And uh, he was the person that really kind of showed me that, man, you can make some real money out here if you work hard and you stay clear of all the bullshit. So my grandfather was probably that, that mentor. Then I took, it wasn't just one individual. He was probably the main, but I took bits and pieces of different men that were around me that I wanted to capture with them myself. Like my brother, he was a, he was a street dude, but he, he was smart, right? You know, he played basketball. He was, he was in the streets, but he was, he was smart at the same time and how he, he dealt with different experiences in his life. And he was a person that was, was always more forgiving than me. So I knew at one point I had to become a person that, that kind of forgave a little bit. Mm. Um, and so I took that from my brother and just being a hard worker and a hard individual for my grandfather, man, he was, grandfather was that dude, man. And then my old man, even though he was in the streets, I took some bits and pieces from him. So I started working out. My old man was a beast in the gym, man. Even though he was, you know, out in the streets and on drugs and, and doing his thing, when he was clean, he was, man, he was a beast. So I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to. I want to work out and I don't want to be skinny no more. So, <laughs> you know, but, but the main was my grandfather, man. He was that dude. Gotcha. And I know you for a while, man. We go back, man, back to ways, you know what I'm saying? I, I saw the USL here back in 2009 and, uh, you know, using there around that same time. And uh, we kind of <laughs> went up our own ranks, our own way. You know what I'm saying? You went all the way up to the corporate ranks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yep. How, how do you think, that experience going through through corporate America like that, how do you think that impacted you uh, as a father? You know, that's a good question, Royce. And, you know, I think being in corporate America helps you understand things that the normal person that maybe work in a plant environment, right, or work in a call center don't see. Like I hear some of my coworkers, man, and the stuff that they talk about know from even an economic perspective and some shit that I know my family didn't know right about finances and about you know college and, and what they're doing with their kids in college so understanding the conversations and just sitting back listening to people that don't identify with me helped me tremendously man and I think you know corporate America is a beast Royce you know like it is a, it is a beast for the black man I tell you and, you know, when you're going through corporate America, you learn in a different way. You know, so for me, like people always ask me like, man, how do you, you know, why do you parent the way you parent? Why do, why do you move the way you do with your brand? And that's because I've learned IT, information technology. I've learned what they call this model, an SDLC model, which is the software uh, development life cycle. And I apply that life cycle to every fucking thing that I do, whether it's in a parent, in the household, as a father, whether it's in my brain or in my life, because you got a place where you have requirements, you have deliverables. And so corporate America taught me that model that, okay, there's a beginning stage of everything, but what's your goal and how do you test it? 
How do you develop it? How do you migrate it? All that stuff. How do you get to your goals, right? Smart goals, yeah. right? That people don't seem to talk about. I sit down with my son because he's with me. I talk to my daughter. What are your damn goals, man? Right? So, you know, people that don't know corporate America don't know about smart goals. And that's where that whole push thing comes from. That's that whole tenacity. Because each and every, I want you to be the best. I don't want you to come home and tell me that I can't do that. Because I feel like if you are part of me, you're part of this, you're part of this Appleton blood. You could do any damn thing. If I made it out the hood and I made it from a mama that 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 was tough on me, but she didn't have a whole lot. I made it from an old man that did, he wasn't there. He was in and out of jail. If I if I make it through that, I know damn well you can make it through it. So I sit down with him. Everything that I'm talking, you know, I've learned in corporate America in terms of goal oriented, you know, that life cycle. I apply it to my kids. They don't know that, but I do. And sometimes they ask me like, damn, why is man asking me about goals and all this right now? And it's because I want to hear the conversation. So being prepared, my son, like I ask my son questions. I'm interviewing him on the spot just in case he has, you know, he, he has to go in front of a camera or something like that. Mm-hmm. I ask him some, uh, some standoff questions like, tell me about this. Now I had a camera, I have my phone. And he like, oh, dad, don't, don't, don't videotape me. But I'm like, do it. You're on camera and you're under pressure. He don't know I'm trying them at that particular time, but I'm getting him prepared for the real world, man. Like the earlier you start, the more he, he'll be polished once he gets up to like 17, 18, 19, and he got to go into the real world and be like, oh, Mo Ben already taught me that. I'm, I'm on game now. I'm teaching them how to code, man. I'm teaching them how to, you know, the different terminology in terms of technology. No, we're just not on Facebook. There's a whole goddamn database tied to this thing, man. And what you say and do, you know, is probably housing this database. So now he understands certain concepts at 11, almost 11 years old. So I talked to him about certain SQL language, right? Structured language that you query the database and you get. You know all that shit now, man. I wish I had somebody like me to teach me that. I, man, I'm fighting the code in the game. <laughs> but my son gonna be a beast, man. He gonna he gonna be a beast, you know. Whether he want to be an entrepreneur, I'm not pushing him. Whether he want to go out here and be an engineer, I'm not pushing him. Whether he want to play basketball once he gets there, and like, hey, I like sports, Dad. I'm, right, I'm not gonna do. You know, your passion comes from what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So. That's what corporate America, that, that's what it taught me. It taught me how to be tough too, Royce, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, corporate America, like I say, it's, it's a beast. And you don't know who to trust in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody trying to get some type of rank or, you know what I'm saying? You, you don't know who, who, who to trust, man. And, and you will make mistakes, you know? So, um, but I appreciate the experience, man. I appreciate the journey. I love. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad. And a lot of people say, "Ah, oh, he, he, you know, he, he been in corporate America. He talking all this language." But I'm like, man, little do y'all know, man, this corporate America is a beast, man, for real. But that's that's how I utilize corporate America. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like we getting close to time. 
I want to ask you one uh, last question. So if you could give any bit of advice to, uh, to another father, to another man, uh, what would it be? Um, that's a good question, man. Y'all got some good questions. What y'all? <laughs> uh, what's down we do this, man. We do this. Yeah, it's off the top, man. We we freestyle. <laughs> I would, you know, I would say to as a as a parent, as a father or mother, I would say start to think outside the box. Mm. You know, and what I mean by that is. the traditional way that we used to do things in terms of parenthood, right? Mm-hmm. Going to work and coming home. And I would say really whatever you're, you're passionate about, you, you got to, again, let's not be average as, as parents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Expect the best out of your kids, man. For real. Like I understand that they will make mistakes and things of that, that, that nature. But at the same time, expect the best out of them. So if that means getting all into their shit, man, get all into their shit because that's how you will pull certain things out of them. So when they get into the real world, they're not so damn scared, yeah. right? You ever seen like your kids, man, they get around certain people and they're scared. Maybe some, have y'all been around people that maybe they don't identify with or they go into another element of the, of the, of a, a part of the city where, city where there's no, there may be a, a different culture and they just look like they just like, damn, who was this? Like, be diverse as a parent and, and, and let them see different shit, man. So I get so mad, I, see, I get so frustrated when I look on TV or I even see on Facebook that people are promoting basketball, football all the damn time, right? Yeah. Yeah. What if your son or daughter don't make it to the damn league? Then what? They can put all the work in, man. That's a that's you know, NBA like a lottery and the NFL like a lottery and then going to play tennis or whatever. I mean, yes, do that. But what if they don't make that? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how are you instilling diversity? So diversity of thought. All right. Diversity of thought. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Are they going to be an IT engineer out here? There's so many opportunities. Are they going to be a, 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 a business, you know, own their own business? Like, what? how are you diversifying your children yeah. to be able to think outside the box? That's the challenge that I put out to every single parent. I was fortunate because, again, Royce has asked a question, like, how do you think corporate America really, this is the key. So in, in this in this sad that some of our people don't get that experience, but that's what I challenge. I challenge people to kind of not only push your kids, but push yourself too. Yeah, that's good. Push yourself, man. Like that's, 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 you know, push yourself to think differently, push yourself to kind of do different things. And that's the challenge that I give everybody. Push to be great, man. That's a great way to end it, man. You know, I had a follow-up question. But <laughs> go ahead, bro. Go ahead, no, man. no, we're going to have to do a part two, man. 
Yeah, nah, we definitely getting taller. <laughs> yeah, I got. I, listen, man, I, I got. I got some heat, man, because I, you know, the thing about me, I've been able to see some different stuff than than the average black man. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to. I ain't bragging, but I've been through some experience, and then I'll throw some terminology or, or some verbiage or have a conversation with my brother over here, and he can't he can't get with me because he don't have that experience. Yeah. And so I'm able to talk about some different things and, and I want my brother to have that experience. How do we get out of that? It starts with us as a parent. Mm. So if our children see us just fucking off, you know what I'm saying? Then what do you think, what you think they're going to do? Yeah. My son see me out here grinding. So when he ain't grinding, when he feel like he, he fucking off, he like, oh man, I I know my dad ain't going to like that. And, I, and, I, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. So, so you basically all you see, you all you become what you see the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you see if, if you if you see your parents fucking off and they ain't doing nothing else, what you think y'all? What you think your, your son gonna do or your daughter gonna do? They gonna yeah. be like, oh, I don't see my parents doing the same thing. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. Now my my son see me out here getting. He, I'm networking. He see I, I know a lot of different people. He see I'm doing interviews. He see me in the papers. He's like, oh, hell. So you raise your level of, you see what I'm saying? You're going to raise your, your level of like, hey, man, get let's go. I want the best out of my kids, man. It's for real. Now, he's spoiled, but at the same time, I want the best. Anybody else around me, I want the best out of. My team, which would be great. They, they know who I am. So y'all podcast. I want the best out of it, man. That's just how I am, man. Everybody that I'm Thank surrounded you. by, I want y'all to do good, man. I want y'all to be out there so I can say, hey, I know Raheem. I know Royce, man. Them dudes, man. Like, I, I just want the best out of people, man. And I don't know if it's me. Somebody had challenged me like, hey, what if somebody don't want to push to be great? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they probably don't want to be around me, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, we yeah, man, appreciate that, bro. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, if, if people wanted to, if people wanted to get in contact with you, let let everybody know, like, um, how they can get in contact with you and learn more about uh, Push to Be Great. No doubt. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. I'm at Push to Be Great uh, on Instagram. I'm on Facebook at the Push to Be Great brand. Uh, I also got a website www.pushtobegreat.com. Um, so yeah, I'm on those three. I'm on Twitter as well. Push to be great. So everything push to be great. You can, you can hit me up there. I bet. And one last question for me, man. Where, uh, <laughs> who would you recommend as far as beard product, man? We gotta get to the beard. Game. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a recommendation for some product, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 at the, I'm at the car. You on that one? This is the beard, brother. You ain't with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no, for sure, man. Yeah, we keep that ancient Chinese secret, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. No, but don't, I appreciate uh, y'all. Yeah, but don't hang appreciate up the line, man. We're gonna we're gonna have a little post game after after the, uh, the, the recording is over with. But uh, hey, Royce, where my book at, bro? I sent it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, you got the, the uh, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. We got an email from Desmond. It's in the oh, mail. Okay. Desmond, yeah. I want my book so I can. Read with yeah. my brothers. You, know, I just said, yeah. <laughs> you said don't hang up though? No, nah, don't hang up. Yeah, uh, we're going to chop it up a little more. 
But uh, right. without further ado, yeah, thanks again, Swain. This was a great one, another great one. Uh, yeah, this probably this this probably one of them things that you know, like man, this, I listen. I'm not gonna I'm not sugarcoating anything. Like that's just who I am. Like you gonna hear the, you gonna hear all the smoke. Yeah, I got some more heat for y'all too if y'all ever want to come back. Yeah, yeah come I appreciate you, it, bro. Man, I appreciate that, man. My yeah, man. thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out WTF interview for myself, Sir Royce Briales, and Dr. Raheem Young, and again, Swin Appleton, my man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Y'all, y'all be well, man. Yep, yep. Stay tuned for further announcements. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to WTF Interviews. If you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us via our website, wtfatherhood.org. Uh, also, our Facebook page and our Facebook group will be listed in the description below as well. Uh, I ask you to leave a, a review as it helps more people receive the message. And uh, again, until next time, be well. You already are.